What a day. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, so much to talk about. Let's talk about Valentine's Day. Do you really want a Valentine's gift? Yes. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> this is a stupid question. What is it you really want? Let's discover. <laughs> also, how about good news or bad news? What do you want first? Bad news. Ah, good news. All right, we'll talk about that. There is a science behind bad news before good news. That and more. It's After Elvis. This is iHeartRadio's After Elvis. What a day. Happy Valentine's Day. Mwah. Uh, I'm here with my Valentine's, Danielle with her updo. You like my do? Your Mickey Mouse sweatshirt and your updo. (laughs) And my fancy earrings. (laughs) And of course, producer Sam, Samantha. Hi. Always love having you here on the show. Thank you. This is your, what, second day in a row to be here? Yeah, right? Jeez, you guys are running thin on people to bring in. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. I don't know if you had a chance to catch yesterday's uh, radio show, but our friend Bethany said goodbye. She's actually uh, experiencing... An incredible metamorphosis in her life where she's going to jump out of the nest and use her wings to fly into a new world of uh, drama and playwriting and acting and all sorts of stuff. I told her on Monday morning she thinks she's sleeping in. No, I'm going to text her. Make sure she's awake (laughs) like the rest of us. (laughs) We're so excited for Bethany. And it's actually making me feel like I'm done. Goodbye. No, you sit down. It's the, the next thing you know, Greg T will be sitting there. Oh God! Please don't. But don't you think about it? What it would, what what it would be like to have the the backbone and the ability to be able to just to go? No, yeah. I've got this much left in my life. I'm going to go do something else now. Yeah. And so Bethany's experiencing that. Good for her. Yeah. Let's start out with Valentine's Day. Here it is. Do you really want a gift? Yes. What do you want? Uh, I don't want chocolate. I want you to fill a heart box with like Cheetos. Oh. Um, and chips, salty snacks. Cheetos. I don't want chocolatey. What do you want, Danielle? See, I'm simple. I like just to spend time together, a nice dinner, whatever, something like that. Uh, so it, I'm just happy with whatever you get me, but I want you to get me at least something. Okay. okay. Yeah. There has to be some acknowledgement of the day. Yeah, yeah a new fir- A new survey says men would love to have a night out, a homemade gift, or chocolate. I don't know about the homemade gift. Is that gift. like dinner, a homemade dinner maybe? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Make him a sock puppet. That's but- a <laughs> The uh, survey says okay. women look forward to getting a night out, jewelry, or flowers. Yeah. I mean, wow. So yeah. I just, oh, you know me, I'm such a firm believer in experiences yeah. as a gift. So a night out, I love nothing more than a night out with the one I love. And I had, I we had our Valentine's night Monday night. It was just the two of us. We had the best night out. Some wine, some great dinner That's and conversation. Nice. Smart day. You don't have to wait for a yeah. table. It's true. But yeah. what about you? I don't need dinner. I like my alone time. I think my relationships only work because I don't live with anyone. I will burn that to the ground when it happens. But I just am okay with like a cocktail. Like my boyfriend made me cry once with a gift and it's because I told him I wanted tacos. So he ordered it and sent it to my apartment. Oh. I cried for a half hour. It was there you cool. go. That's all I want. So Very I guess nice. a great gift would be listen to what I really want and give that to me. Yeah. Yeah. And what I don't want, don't send that. Yeah. A couple of years ago, my husband made our basement into like a little restaurant. So he put a table and a tablecloth oh, and he had the kids pretend they were waiters and stuff. It was the coolest thing. And then he cooked a meal and that was probably one of the most memorable Valentine's Days I've had. It was so, so nice. That's it. We're stealing Daniel's husband. <laughs> that yeah, sounds he, like a dream. Cool. <laughs> well, there you go. Happy Valentine's Day experiences. Don't poo-poo those. Those are fabulous. So you want the good news first or the bad news? 
I want the good news I first. I say bad news. Get it out of the way. Okay, why do you want the good news first, Samantha? <laughs> because if I get bad news, that's it. It's going to wipe my conscious for the next, like, 20 minutes. So if you give me the bad news first, this is a good shot. I'm not even going to remember the good news. That's good. Well, that's like, not let, good. I, it's not great. No, because I'm giving you good news and bad news. Yeah, so I want the good news first. Let me celebrate on it and then kill my joy. All right. See, I'm the opposite because I feel like if you give me the bad news first, okay, I, I'll take whatever it is, but then I have this happy thing to kind of get me over the hump. You know what I mean? So yes. I leave with a happy thought. Okay. Well, according to those in the know, uh, it's best to break bad news first. Oh, I win. Oh, boy. You know what? And I think they say that most of us do want the bad news first. Here's why. They're saying that it's good to get it, start processing it. Yeah. All right. So Elvis. You look like crap. Bad news. I'm like, okay, I'm processing. Okay. I need to go do something with my hair. Maybe some hair plugs because I'm oh, going stop. bald. Maybe I still look oh good. God. I got pimples. Oh, God, I look awful. And then you go, but here's the good news. You dressed you dress like a king. You're fabulous. Yes. You like this? I look like howdy doody. No, today. it doesn't. Let me stop it. Anyway, so th- we get started processing the bad news and working on it because we need to work on the bad news. When you get good news, you don't have to work on it. Right. You just let oh. it let it take you over. And Absolutely. Make it, make you feel good. Yeah. So bad news first is always appreciated. Does that make sense? Yeah. Bad Instagram news. Oh, uh, no, especially people like us, Instagram stalkers. What? Instagram may begin notifying accounts when you screenshot their story. <gasps> oh, I so, didn't know that. That's, I don't really? think they've done it now yet. Thank gosh. It's not happening yet, but they're talking about it. Oh, that means all the dear. David Beckham pictures that I screenshot. He's a stalker. He's going to know about you. <laughs> now he'll know. So what does this mean for people like us who constantly stalk? And, oh, my God, you see what he says? Let me screenshot yeah. that so I can come back and read that later. Well, look, it's, it's bad enough when you accidentally hit the heart. You're like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Or it's the same if, you ever, if you're ever back on Twitter. You, you like it. And notifications. Yeah. Notifications. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. crap. So... There is a chance this could be happening. So, do you still stalk a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the day. Mm. I have some bad habits to break before they put this in motion. It's not good. No, it's because, you know, instead of just reading something and typing, oh, so-and-so said, it's easier. You take the screenshot and send it to someone. Having said that, it's usually not for a great reason. So, (laughs) I don't want to be caught during this act. And how many times have you stolen stuff from other people? Like a quote or something like that? And you pretend it's your own. Yeah, you want to repost their meme or whatever? Or just post it and say it's your own? Now you got to give credit, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah, the nerve. So, you know what? That, this story along with the Snapchat story that came out last weekend about how that's all, it's, it's like, it's, why don't they just leave it alone? Yeah. It was fine the way it it's was. It's not broken. Don't fix it. Amen, no. sister. It's so important to celebrate who you are and be careful how you define yourself. One of the many, many tragic stories coming out of the uh, Dr. Nasser stories mm-hmm. in trial uh, is Allie Reisman, the uh, gymnast. She posed for Sports Illustrated. See, she posed nude. Mm-hmm. Of course, she is a victim of sexual harassment. You would think, some would think rather, a victim of sexual harassment posing nude. It seems right. like they would be more modest with showing their body. Yeah. She says, I hope we can get one day to a point where everyone realizes that women don't have to be modest to be respected. Another thing she talked about was how we define ourselves. If you've, you are a victim of sexual harassment, if someone asks you, hey, who are you? Is your first answer, I'm a victim of sexual harassment. Look, sexual harassment is a very, very serious, serious thing. Yeah. But is that wholly who you are? 
I'd hope not. And I feel like we're moving in the direction where people are talking about it, which I think is so wonderful, whether you whether you've, you know, experienced it or haven't for everyone to agree. This is something we should talk about is such a step in the right direction. And when it becomes more normal to it happened, it was not a reflection on you. You didn't do anything wrong and it doesn't define you. That's when people are going to be more comfortable, you know moving forward within the beginning. I think it's wonderful that she was able to pose nude. That is that is taking something horrible that happened to you, flipping it around and using it as a platform for empowerment. I think that's incredible. I mean, think about I I had bigger breasts for so long. And I all I felt like half the time was, even if I was dressed modestly, that's all they're looking at. Or when I'm having a conversation with somebody, you know, they're not looking in my eyes. They're only looking down here. So let's hope that we're going in the right direction where no matter what you're wearing or whatever, as long as you're carrying yourself in the right manner, you should be respected. Look, here I am, a white man. Who am I to even comment on something as heavy as what Ali Reisman and these other gymnasts went through with this this oh. evil guy? But if you want to be defined by something rather than – thinking of yourself as being defined as a victim of sexual harassment. How about being defined as a survivor? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, there's nothing wrong with being thought of as a survivor. That's actually, that's actually a great thing to be thought of yeah. as. So anyway, thank you, Ali Reisman. Great words of wisdom from you. How excited are all of us? Black Panther. Oh, I know. A couple of my friends have already seen it, and they said they walked out of the movie theater feeling empowered, feeling like they could kick some serious ass. All right. Yeah. We could all use some of that. Yeah. Well, as you know, Lupita Nyong'o uh, is in the film. A lot of great stars are in this film. Great actors. Uh, she always has interesting hair. Have you noticed? Yes. Mm-hmm. When she was growing up, she hated her hair. She said that uh, she, she was in an interview with Allure magazine. She talked about how she hated it so much so that she was ashamed she oh. felt she felt like all of her friends had much nicer hair and her hair was just wrong. And finally, it was suggested, why don't you just go shave it all off? She's like, what do you mean? Stop being defined by how you feel about your hair. So she went to the salon. They shaved it right off. She said it was so scary, but it was so liber- liberating because she went completely bald. Beauty standards are something so difficult for people to live with. Yeah. When you're growing up or still now, do you have beauty standards that still kind of make you uneasy? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, you look in a magazine and you think that's the way you're supposed to look. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't realize, well, it's airbrush and it's this and it's digitally re-enhanced or whatever. And that's not how people look. That's not real. Yeah, people, absolutely. You know, it's ridiculous. I think it's knowing what your triggers are. First, you recognize them and then you learn how to work with them or around them. So for Lupita, it was her hair. That was her trigger. Worked around it. You know what? I'm going to get rid of it. Screw you, hair. It's whatever. For me, it was, it's magazines, it's print. I have trouble, I don't read magazines because I have trouble looking at the still image for yeah. whatever reason I don't understand, but that's how I deal with it. So you know what? It, the goal is, I guess, live with yourself and be proud, but you can also learn how to navigate around what really gets in the back of your mind. Again, it goes back to how are you defining yourself? Yeah. Are you hmm. defining yourself as the one with bad hair? Well, keep in mind, the bad hair you think is bad may not be bad to everyone right. else. Yeah. You, we always think worse of things. Oh, like yeah. We always think that there's something, you know, like if you're complaining, oh, don't grab me here. I'm too heavy or whatever. It's like nobody yeah. sees that but you. That's why you know? I have the insult jar. You're not allowed to insult oh. yourself in front of me or you give me a dollar. I can't even tell okay. you how much money I've put in that jar. Watch this, watch this. <laughs> come here, Yuritsa. Yuritsa, uh, you don't know what we're talking about at all. No. Here, come right here. We can all see Yuritsa. Do you like, <laughs> do you like so or cute. hate your hair? 
I love my hair. There you go. Yeah, but you didn't always love your hair. No, I right. hated my hair uh, up until I turned 22. So last year, I okay. liked my hair. What made you turn the corner? Because it's still your same hair. It is, but now it's healthier. So I actually paid attention to my hair and I gave it exactly what it needed, which was a lot of moisture, as everything does. Need. Now, when you hated your hair, were you ever tempted to shave it all off? Like, yes. Like uh, Lupita Nyong'o did? Yes, 100%. I wanted to, but I don't think my, I'm scared of the shape of my head. <laughs> we don't, oh, yeah, don't, we yeah. don't know what our head looks know. like underneath this. Under yeah, exactly. Then I'm stuck with that for whatever, how many... Uh, but when you had hair that you didn't like, did you let, let that define who you were? No, because I would just be myself, and I'm like, whatever. There you go. Perfect. We love are you And now my hair is part of my personality. And it's healthy. Yeah. Yes, and it's healthy. And maybe, who knows, maybe I will embrace my egghead. See, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I'll embrace your egghead, because I remember when you hated your hair, I thought you had... Fabulous hair. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. used to straighten it all the time. Yes. And now you never straighten it, which is, you know, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I like it this way. There you go. Thanks for coming in, your red <laughs> side. And there you go. Another after Elvis. We got kind of serious today, but that's yeah. good, right? Yeah. It's yeah. You're okay with that? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Samantha, Hi. Danielle with your updo and Mickey Mouse shirt. <laughs> oh, look at Samantha's skull. That's oh, yeah. hot. <laughs> it's uplifting, though. You know, I've been wearing uplifting skulls as well. Right. Anyway, thank you so much, after Elvis. <laughs> Again, next time, we'll see you then. Bye. This is iHeartRadio's After Elvis.